Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. I don't remember where or why I first heard it, but I have distinct memories of being a kid and being admonished for, you know, not taking something or other in school seriously enough and being warned, you don't want to end up as a garbage man, do you? As I've gotten older, I've of course learned that the quote-unquote garbage man is, as Sesame Street reminds us, a person in our neighborhood. Indeed, all labor has value, and if not for sanitation workers, we'd all be buried in seas of our own consumerist waste, and worse. But still, when one hears the word garbage man, that word has a certain connotation. It implies the unclean, the hopelessly unskilled, or even just exactly what it says, a trash person. There's a reason we now refer to people who perform garbage removal professionally as sanitation workers, instead of the simplistic schoolyard garbage man of the warnings of my youth. So why am I saying all of this ahead of today's episode? Keith Huff's new play is entitled Garbage Man, and it features only the titular character named Buddy Maple and his acquaintance slash friend slash accomplice slash foil, Dan Bandana, and their constant presence on stage is a reminder that garbage men, in either context, are always among us. How society relates to them is a question for the rest of us in said society. I spoke about the complicated, big, and timely ideas in this play, with the actors currently giving it its world premiere at The Chain. I'll let them introduce themselves. Take a listen. We were sending each other photos of, like, at-home negative tests. (laughs) Like, we were literally like, okay, rehearsal tonight. Show me a photo first of your negative test, and then I'll show. <laughs> wow. This is, this feels like a good place to kind of start easing into the conversation. Um, it was you, also kind of in taking with the characters too. It was kind of just like they care, they don't care, they care, they don't care. <laughs> I was playing Buddy. I was playing the overly precautious kind of thing. It was nice. It was good. But we were we were in character already from January. <laughs> um, and those characters are. Well, let's get into this. So uh, the yeah. play is Garbage Man. We are at the Chain Theater. The show uh, features two actors on stage the entire time, just the two of you. And those two people are with me now. They are. I'm Kirk Oskowski. I'm the artistic director of the Chain Theater and playing Dan Bandana. I'm Devin Anderson, and I'm playing Buddy Maple. Two of the greater uh, character names that I have heard in a long, long time. Um, so... What what's the elevator pitch? This is how I like to start every episode. What's the elevator pitch for the show when you tell somebody, "Hey, garbage man at the chain, come see it. Here's what it is. What is it?" So it's a two-hander by Keith Huff. His last two-hander was called "A Steady Rain." It was about two Chicago cops, and that just happened to star Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig on Broadway. I fell in love with this show. I eventually tracked Keith down. I went to Chicago, met him, and the show is really about a friendship between two ne'er do wells. Who are living in Chicago and uh, they're really searching for the American dream when their bodies are starting to break down and they love their wives but they hate their wives and they're friends but maybe they're not friends and I think it's a real plight for a lot of people that live in this country I think it's a look into two people that you become familiar with over time and you're like I know a lot of people like this in my life there's a lot of familiarity there yeah but it's I want to make sure that uh I would also encourage you to include on on that description like 
the level of absurdity on top of it as well. Um, and I, it's interesting because the absurdity is both, uh, feels like in some ways like a dramatic ploy. I, that, I don't mean that in a negative way, but like a, it's a device that is being used to tell this story and keep, keep things moving forward. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of truth in the absurdity, the, the strange things that these guys say. Every once in a while, you're like, that's ridiculous. But wait, sh I, know, I know that guy. I've, I've definitely heard someone do something that absurd. So it, it's, that tension is very interesting. Um, talk to me about the, this, the tension of seeing the current reality, because this is a very current play, no spoilers, but this, is a, this play could not be done other than right now or later. And there's this tension of the absurdity in the reality of the, the very dire reality that these men are living in. Yeah. Did that make sense? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is like the long conversations that I have with Keith about what this play is. And it's, it's really, um, you either hear it or you don't when you read it. And um, so far, it seems like people are understanding what we're trying to put out in the world, but it is two things working in opposition at the same time, that there's, there's a comedic level, and then there's a really dead serious nature to this. And it could turn on a dime, and it could also be both things at the same time. And life kind of is that, and you don't get to see it portrayed as much as I think you should. It's... It's a really interesting thing. It's a really, it's a tightrope. I mean, that's that's the difficulty of doing this play. And I think that there's people that read it before I even got to it that didn't necessarily understand it. You guys are buds, or at least theatrical buds, before you came into this room, right? Oh, yeah. Did that help? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Kirk and I have been working together for... Oh, 12 years. Is it? Is it 12 years? Yeah, we've been working together for a long time. And uh, the early years, it was just doing plays. And then I got involved with their theater company. And then I got involved with their first theater, which was out in Long Island City. And then we started a stage parody comedy group together. And then we also started a podcast together. So Kirk and I have already had, we had already had an established repartee, you know, like just back and forth between us so you know when Kirk approached me about doing this I knew without a doubt that it would be easy like you know there's always that element whenever you start a production where you're just like am I gonna mesh am I gonna you know fit well like you you hope and you pray that when you start a production that's like I hope we land on our feet and I fit with all of these characters and but with Kirk and I it's like it, before the show even started before we even read it we knew that it was gonna work between us so um, rehearsing something like this, I mean, it helps to have the repartee, obviously. Um, Two-hander with, um, I wouldn't say a, a ton of non sequiturs, but there, there's times when the, the, the language is almost like circular on itself, which I can imagine as someone who's done very little acting, um, you know, not to do the, how'd you learn all those lines question, but it did feel like this would have been difficult to rehearse to keep that you know, absurdist slash deadly serious ball rolling with the way that the playwright has written the language. So talk to me about the rehearsal process for you guys putting this together with, uh, <laughs> with Greg. And there's there's knowing, this is the, the audio medium, so you didn't get to see the knowing look. You can hear the devious laughter between the two, but uh, uh, there's a story here. I can't wait to hear it. 
Well, I mean, it's 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 the. I'm so glad that you you know you caught it. Um, you know, as someone who's a theatrical person, of course, if you're not an actor, but if if you are an actor or if you're a theatrical person, you're going to notice that there's there is a rhythm to this. There's a music to it, and sometimes it's it, it works on callbacks. And Dan Bandana particularly works on non sequiturs. His thought process is is a little difficult to follow as a, as a, what I consider myself to be a, a fairly logical person. First scene <laughs> really sets that up in a nice way. Yeah. But you're right; it's musical, but not a, not musical like a pop song. More like musical, like free jazz, or yeah. musical like Morton Feldman. So sometimes that can be a, a strange landscape for an actor to to be in. Yeah, you can get you can get uh, stuck, and I mean, like Devin and I have done enough shows together that like this is something that going into this, we both looked at each other and knew that we had to really get these lines down. And I and I'd be lying if I wasn't uh, terrified going into opening week um, and getting over the hump of doing it in front of people for the first time was a big deal. Um, you know, we've had people in and out of our rehearsal process. But getting over the hump of just doing this in front of people with no stopping, no like it's it's free falling. It really is, and we we work together to make sure that we were down. I mean, I've never I've never worked this way before. That like I got off book with my scene partner. Like oh, wow. even in these like I have I've been very lucky enough to play some big roles, and you know I've had people run lines with me, but I've never like worked with the actual person the whole time. Um. And I think it was a joy. It was a joy for me. Uh, it's it's funny that you bring this up. I mean, yes, without a doubt, the lines have been... It was... Kirk handed this to me in December, and I feel like right away I was like, okay, I got to start. Like, I, I'm kind of the guy that, like, when rehearsals start, I want to be at a comfortable spot so I can work on things like this cadence and like this rhythm because I know that it will definitely take it off into the stratosphere if you're able to get to it. But like Kirk said, yes, right up until that first week, we were like, are we going to be able to do this? <laughs> and I, I will just, full disclosure, I still bug the crud out of Kirk to be like, hey, would you do a line through with me before every show? So like even, even shows this week, even shows last week, I'm still like asking him to like show up well before our call time just to be like, hey, would you mind running scene two, run, scene one, just so that I can get it into my mouth and in my brain. And then you, you talked a little bit about adding in the audience component. Um, I, I, there was, I happened to attend an audience that was a little smaller and the audience felt a little more quiet and timid than I would guess that some audiences are. So like, how, how has that been though? I mean, there were times where I was laughing out loud and, and being that obnoxious guy. And thank, no, you, uh, thank you for that, please. But I think yeah. people are afraid to laugh because it is that juxtaposition of serious and and even sad sometimes. Some dark shit in scene two. Yeah, yeah. It like comes out. So it can be a little hard when you get stunned like that. But then at the same time, like we, we keep saying, there's some crazy ass stuff yeah. that is yeah. talked about in this piece. So you can't help but laugh. And the callback, I mean, the callbacks too, like as yeah. you refresh and curse, they're, they're really fun. So audiences are kind of getting yeah it? i mean like, this was the, honestly this was the quietest that i've ever had okay. um but then we just hone in and it becomes what it is for that day and i and i thank you for laughing actually i heard you um <laughs> i appreciate it no seriously i think people are you know we are dealing with a thing right now that people are just getting back to the theater for the first time that it, was kind of where i was going i'm wondering if that's a component here. sometimes they're roaring you know when I there's a there's a line at the end of the play, 
uh, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a line at the end of the play when I say it, I get a laugh every time. And I know that means they've been listening. Right. Because that line is not funny unless everything else that came before it right. landed. So we're there. We're all in this room together. And I, will, I, I honestly, I go out and I'm like, I, I grab front of house. I'm like, how was it out there? You know, what is people saying? Like, are they freaked? And they're like, no, everybody's like, loved it. And I, that's what I've been hearing unless they're just lying to me. But uh, <laughs> I don't think they are. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm taking a quick pause here because like, I, this is the kind of question that sometimes I'll, I'll I offer sometimes maybe some difficult questions on the podcast and very rarely does anybody ask me to cut it out, but I always want to make sure that I give you the opportunity. Um, I found myself through this play confused a lot about the author's intentions. And I have a feeling that that was his point and that he wants me to really think about this piece as I leave. I will. I know that I'm the kind of audience member who's like, whoa, there's a lot in there to fucking think about. And it's going to be the sort of thing that I kind of stew on. Um, I'm sure a lot of your audience members are getting that as well. Yeah. Right? I want to yeah, know, though, for you guys, without risking a spoiler, you saw this script. You're like, hell yeah, we got to do this. Yeah. You've worked on it for four months. You've had the time to process it that I, as an audience member who just sat through two hours, have not had yet. Have you gotten to a place? Have you have your thoughts on the piece changed? Like, how is it developed for you? Again, no spoilers. Yeah, I'm. It has. I I, I read this five or six months ago, um, and it's a controversial play. It is, and uh, we do controversial plays. We do plays that are about people that I don't necessarily agree with. And I play characters often that I abhor. Um, this is a very complicated piece in the depth of humanity that it gives because it's just the two of us for so long. And my thoughts have grown on it over time. And because it's it's kind of scary, and I know that there's specifically actors that ha had read it and ran away from it, honestly, um, but I heard it right away. I did. The piece that we did here today is the the script has changed some. It's tightened. Some things have uh, moved out. Some things moved in. There's a few monologues here and there, but it's pretty much the piece that it was. And uh, Keith, from my understanding, he put a lot of time into it, but it kind of just came out of him. And these are very two like it's so rare with the amount of plays that we read. And I'm just gonna keep singing Keith's praises because I feel so strongly about him. I also think he's a great friend. Um, but he is so great at making these people's voices different. These two characters are very, very different people and where they connect and where they fall apart. But the bottom line with this piece is, is that I feel like this topic needs to be discussed and people are afraid to discuss it because what does it mean? What does it mean about our humanity? What does it mean about our families and our neighbors and people that we know in our society and we can't just sweep it under the rug. We can't. The only way things get better is if we discuss it and we shove it out front. And um, Keith is a really, really smart dude. But this is, again, it's about humanity. 
ultimately. Yeah, at the end, like that's and, and we're kind of dancing around what the piece. Yeah, like I, because it, I think it is important not to give that away before you come in to see it. But you're right. At the end of the day, this is not a that piece. This is a piece about two people, which is how you introduced it. Um, yeah. How about you, Buddy Maple? Any uh, any thoughts on like how this has changed for you as you've worked on it? Well, I mean, um, in terms of like when I when I first read this back in December, you know, there were a lot of the reasons why I wanted to jump into it. You know, one of them being being able to work with Keith Huff because I have seen his productions before and I've always wanted to do some of his work before. Uh, a chance to work with Kirk again in a two-hander. You know, we had always kind of talked about this as like a bucket list item. Uh, and the characters and the repartee and the Kate, like all of it really stuck out for me. I mean, in terms of the character's journey, and again, you know, it is hard not to go into the spoilers, especially with some of the quirks that my character has and you know some of the turns and twists that are a part of his story that is what really drew me was to really dig into that and like we mentioned before talking about the dark comedy to really approach it from a truthful standpoint and to not see it as something that might get a laugh but to approach it as like an actual character if these ridiculously absurd things happen to this person how would you approach acting it i mean then in terms of where these folks end up by the end of the show, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but I think Kirk's right. I think we're shining a light on some very important things. Come get that light shown on you, my friends. Uh, <laughs> definitely check out Garbage Man. We're at the Chain Theater, and you've extended, right? April 16th now? Yep. Yes. This is what I get for looking at the poster intently in the elevator, as I was worried it was not about to open, and I was late. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why is it? Open the doors! I'm like pushing buttons. I was terrified. Um, I'm, thank God I got here, because I really enjoyed uh, the work, and uh, again, gave me a ton to think about. So, um, again, we're at the chain, and tickets and more information can be found at... Chaintheater.org with an RE at the end. I didn't even have to ask. Way to go. <laughs> Great work, y'all. Thank you again for doing this. Thank, Thank you, Robert. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kirk and Devin, for taking time after the show to chat. You can catch Garbage Man, written by Keith Huff, at The Chain Theater, 312 West 36th Street, 4th Floor in Manhattan, through April 16th, 2022. Head to chaintheater.org, that's theater with an R-E, for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. Um, cool. Yeah.